No. All right, guys. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. So last class we spoke about the snake and the person. The legend Ezra Abadi. Okay, that's right. Um, so you guys were in here last class, but uh, we basically talked about the the cool point about the the snake and uh, and Adam Rishon, okay, in the in the Garden of Eden, and what exactly happened there in terms of uh, a discussion of how you identify yourself. The snake is not uh, the story of the snake in Gan Eden is not just a um, you know like a fairy tale like story that you heard in first grade. There's a deeper part of it, okay. And I try to imagine the fact that um, Adam Rishon is going and he's he's analyzing every animal, trying to find himself a spouse. So in the process, he's actually finding out a bit each one. He's looking into its um, psyche of each one. Each each animal has character traits, and he's trying to see if he understands it, gives it a name, and identifies it whether or not it's a proper spouse for him. If he's in that you know in that range in that uh, compatibility. And he goes through each one, and he rejects each one, and then Hashem puts him to sleep, and he he's created a wife. Okay, now one of the animals there, okay, according to the text that we're studying, is a little bit insulted in a certain sense because it sees himself as identical, um, pretty much to the Marishon. Now this snake is not a snake that we think of now when we think about a snake, even a little snake or a big snake. It actually had hands and feet and it spoke. Okay, and was intelligent. So if that's the case, then why is it any different than a human being? Now that's part of the discussion that it has. The argument that it has with the Marishon is that it's like, why are you any different than me? You rejected me a minute ago or an hour ago. You rejected me as being a proper spouse. Why is that so? I can think. You can think. I talk. You talk. I walk. You walk. What's the difference? And so we had they had a discussion on like, why can't you eat from? He talks to Chava, right? He says, why can't you eat from the the garden of it, all the all the trees, and she says, "No, I, I can eat from all the trees. There's the one tree I can eat from." And they have a whole discussion, okay? But what's at the core of the discussion is, I don't understand. God spoke to you and said not to do something. God is part of me, and God speaks to me also. Now, animals, mind you, okay? How do they they do the will of God? We said last time they do the will of God, whatever the instinct is. During Corona times, I had watched like National Geographic videos with my kids. Okay, you watch like a wolf chase down a sheep or a elephant chase down something to eat. Um, elephant? No, I'm not sure it was an elephant, but it was definitely like a, a panther or something chasing down a, a smaller animal. Okay, and you see it trying to to run and hide, not to be eaten. So who, you, which which side are you, which side are you, you know, rooting for? Okay. So on the one hand, you want the little guy to get away. On the other hand, the other big guy needs to eat. The answer is that neither one is doing the wrong thing. Everything that happens is perfectly good and natural. The fact that the bear remains hungry because he can't catch a prey is sad, but you know that's just the natural thing. And uh, the sheep that gets away from its predator is also a good thing. Okay, and if his sheep is caught by his predator, it's also a good thing. Why? Because what's driving them? The animal instinct that's perfectly good. That's the will of God. It's the will of God to do your instinct. In the animal world, it's the will of God to do your instinct. Is that the case in the human world? Yeah. No. Why? Because in the human world, there's a challenge between the instinct and the spoken word of God. The spoken word of God outside of you. That's something that the snake doesn't understand. He's like, you, what? I don't understand. God told you to do something? 
why why is that any different than what God speaks to you from the inside, your instinct? Why is one better than the other? And that's where the conflict comes from. And the human being has to realize, and that's the challenge of our life, is to realize that there's animal drives inside, but it's our challenge as human beings to be able to overcome that uh, human bodily instinct and to override it with our intelligence. Okay? That was last time. Now, this time is like this. We have the, what the Tanya teaches us basically is we have the first thing he teaches us is a doctrine that is first brought out by Rav Chaim Vital in his deeper writings, namely that we have two souls, Nefesh Bahamas and Nefesh Lakis. Okay? Nefesh Bahamas and Nefesh Lakis. The source of the Nefesh Bahamas is in Klippa, what's called Klippa, or in, in um, Zoharic terms it's called the Sitra Achra, the other side. And the, the source of the Nefesh Bahamas is from the the good side, is from God. When we get up every morning and say, finish, finish the sentence. Right, exactly. Okay. God, the Neshama that you put inside of me is Torah. What we're referring to over here is the Nefesh Shalakis, part of Hashem himself. What the, what the Zohar says is that it's um, and what the tiny as is one word. Don't think it's like an allegory. It's really part of Hashem. When you blow up a balloon, you put your breath inside, you go like that, and you blow up a balloon. The air inside it is your breath. It came from deep down inside. When Hashem creates by speech, He creates by speech, but it remains something outside of Him. It's a created entity. When Hashem created us, it's coming from Him Himself. So we, as our Neshamas, are far above anything that Hashem actually created as a separate entity because we come from Hashem Himself. So we're far above any of that. But that's the Nefesh Al-Kis. Nefesh Bahamas is coming from the side of Klippa, which is Sitrach, which is the other side. Now, to get an idea what Klippa means, we're going to talk about the word Klippa itself. In Hebrew, it's a cool thing, not in any other language, as far as I know, Klippa, the words can be analyzed to their core meaning, and you can understand a lot about what the deeper meaning is by looking even at the superficial meaning. Does anybody here know what the word Klippa means? Just a regular basic word in Hebrew? Good. Say, what does it mean? A shell, right? Now, a shell is a cool thing. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about a shell? A turtle. Good. Okay, protects the, the little guy inside with that funny little head and those legs, and when he gets scared, he can put himself inside the shell and protect himself against his enemies and his predators. But let's think in terms of food for a minute. Okay? What does a shell do for a food? First of all, give me an example of a food that has a shell. Uh, grow from the ground. But that's good also, but let's talk about food grow from the ground, because you'll see why in a minute, why I'm bringing that in, involved. What food grows from the ground? Imagine you're in the fruits and vegetables section of pomegranate, or, you know, in any... And the shuk and machinuda. Okay, you're looking at fruits and vegetables section. Give me a random thing that has a that have to peel it in order to eat. Potato, apple. Okay, good. Right, correct. But what I'm looking for more is like, you ever notice how you guys are giving all the wrong examples? Okay, seriously, no. Um, the best the best thing that I can think of is a banana. Why? I'm going to tell you why a banana. Okay? Rabbi Victor Miller, Al-Bajan, that's all. 
had a really cool um, books. Um, he wrote books. He also wrote tapes. My father was showing me to listen to his tapes by his bedside, all these tapes. You know, back in the day when they had tapes. Now it's not everything on the internet. Okay? One of the things he used to say was, I look how cool I've shown me the world. A banana is telling you straight to your face, I'm ready. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm ready. How? The peel is green. It gets a little bit more yellow. When it's nice, bright, and yellow, basically it's saying, I'm ready. I'm ready. And not only that, if it's green, you ever try to peel a green banana? Never try to peel a green banana? You won't be able to peel it. It doesn't allow you to peel it. It's, it, it comes off in your hands, the first part, and then you have to like sort of like, it's stuck. The banana peel of a green banana, try it. Look at me like I'm funny. Try it. It's stuck to the banana. It won't let you open it up. When it's yellow, it peels off very nicely, and you eat it. That's nuts. It's like embedded in the DNA of this banana is telling you, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, now I'm ready. Okay, and it turns colors. Yeah, the same thing with an orange. Okay, you pick all the wrong fruits. I don't know. Yeah, we, we, you guys are like, we didn't practice this before, and we got to do this better. Okay, you're an orange. Okay, not here in our stroll, because here in our stroll, the oranges could be ready and they're green. You don't know what's going on with the color of an orange. But let's say in America, right? Sun kissed orange, okay? If you get a sun kissed orange, you go to the market at the beginning of the season, whatever it is, and it's orange is green, you know it's not ready. Orange is a green. It's a green, right? If it turn, if it's, when it's nice, bright, and orange, you know that it's ready. Yes, no? Yeah. Making sense? Okay, fine. So basically it tells you that it's ready. Now, it says it in the name. Let me, let's go back to our banana because I, I, like I like the banana, okay? Let's go back to our banana, okay? Would you say that the peel of the banana is bad? No. Well, it serves a purpose. I, I, I would say it serves a great purpose. I would say it's even good. Why? Because without that peel, take that green banana, take a knife, Get physical with this banana, okay? Slice off that and say, you're going to get ready for me without your peel. What's going to happen to that banana? Leave it out overnight. It's not going anywhere. So is that peel good right now, serving a good function? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's serving a great function. Without that peel, we're not going to get to first base with a, to make an edible banana. Okay, now fast forward. Is it always going to be doing a good job if it remains where it is. Now, when it becomes yellow and ready to be eaten, we have to take it off. Now, at this point, if it stays in its place, let's say theoretically it says, no, 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 you're not peeling me. Wow. Now it's bad. So in its right time, you know, preparing, there's a term in halakha called shrem of the pre, by nuts we have it. When it's a shrem of the pre, when it's an outside peel that's keeping the pre healthy and well and letting it develop. And then afterwards, it, becomes, it falls away when it's ready to be eaten. Okay, but if it stays on, theoretically stays on, when we want to eat it, imagine like a little kid who wants the banana. Oh, the mother always peels a banana. Now it's like, it's looking at this yellow thing and it's like, how do I eat this? This is not what I remember banana being. Looking at a yellow banana, yellow peel, yellow peel banana, and I can't, doesn't know how to peel the banana. It's just like, how do I eat this? He starts to bite into the banana. I, I can't eat someone, eat this and get a stomach ache. So what do you do? So at this point, the banana is bad. So now let's now go backtrack to psychology and Tanya, and this is going to be cool. Okay? The story is like this. Psychology of what? Tanya. We're going to mix this together. Okay? 
<coughs> As a little baby, and you're growing up, okay? You cry when you want to drink, you cry when you need to be diapered. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Excellent. It's an excellent thing. Without it, you're not going to survive. you got to tell your mommy when you get a little bit bigger, I caught myself, I don't feel well, and you go to the bathroom. You tell all the physical, physical needs, you tell mommy, okay? Right away when you think something, you say something, okay? Like in New York, when you, you know, say you see something, say something, right? Okay, but in a, you know when you're a kid, when you need something, you say something. You don't think twice. When somebody looks funny, when your uncle comes in, in the house and he looks funny and he's Oh, why do you look so funny? Your mother, mother tells you, shut up. Don't make fun of me. It doesn't know how to... You know what I'm saying? If something's wrong, you, you, you say everything you want to say. You don't even think twice about it. But as you get older, you realize not everything that you want to say or think to say should be said. You're growing up. Okay? At a certain point, you need to train yourself not to be a child anymore. People go through certain traumas as little kids. Okay, at a certain point they get therapy, they, whatever it is, they try to grow up and go past the emotional effect of something that happened to them. Okay? Meaning you have to get more intelligent than the emotion. The emotion is the is the like the primal source inside that's that's hurting. But you have to use your intellect to try to overcome that and go beyond that. Either through different therapies there are, narrative therapies or whatever therapy you want to use, but you have to overcome that. Okay, at a certain point you overcome that. If you stay in that place, that means that you're still immature. Okay? When we... Um, the same thing with the klipa, right? The klipa is good until a certain point. After that, you got to get rid of the klipa. You have to get rid of it. So with the Nefesh Bahamas is basically something very vital and very primal that it needs to take care of yourself. But after a certain point, you need to educate it and tell it, okay, now it's time that I need to educate you. You need to put it in your place. I, I needed you till now, but now it's time for me to grow up. I need to go past that. Same thing with all of us. We need to we get to a certain point in our life. We take care of ourselves and eventually get married. You have to worry and care about somebody else. Okay? And yourself, but you have to know how to balance it too. The same thing with this, that we said, Klippo um, also comes from the word Sitra Achra, which means the other side. The word ra is the same idea. The word ra means evil. What does evil mean? Everything is from Hashem, so what does evil mean? In Hebrew, we have an Hashanah. We have a tkia, a shvarim, and a trua. The word trua means like a do, do, do. It's broken. It's a broken thing. Okay? When you're not connected and you're broken, that's, that's evil. Because we're talking about, let's say, connection to Hashem. If you're not connected to the Rabbanu Shalom, that's bad. That's death. Take a flower. We discussed this last time. Take flowers. You cut them off from the ground. Put them in a vase. They look very beautiful, but it's just a matter of time until they die because they're cut. Right? So, the same idea is in both. This the idea of Ra and the idea of Klipa. Is that they're both means not connected to Hashem and uh, we're missing development. And the idea of the Nefeshul kiss is to try to use your mind to develop and teach and reparent the Nefesh Bahamas. Nefesh Bahamas is there, it was good to a certain point, but now it has to be schooled, it has to be taught by the Nefesh Olikis, and it has to grow up. And hopefully, Meshachem, next class, we'll, we'll discuss techniques and concepts in the Nefesh Olikis to get us to 
develop ourselves and to tame the Shnefesh Bahamas, and it shouldn't get in our way when it shouldn't be in our way, and still to deal with it when we want it. When there are still things that we want it there for. It has certain passions we'll talk about. And life is just about, just now, life is about trying to develop the proper understanding of both and to use both properly and to get control, using your mind, your intellect, to control and to guide both of these souls together. Okay? Understand that it wasn't also just instinct? The snake had an intellect, but it wasn't able to think outside of itself to know that there's something beyond my instinct. So what does that mean? Isn't that what intellect is? Intellect is, let's say, raw intellect is like a computer, okay? Like this, let's say, when you are hungry, really hungry, and you have food in front of you, right? Your, your natural bodily instinct is like, I'm hungry, I'm weak, I need that food, I'm going to eat that food, I'm going to be, I'm going to be good, I'm going to feel good, I'm going to feel good, okay? If you thought about it intellectually, without that emotion or that passion that I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, it would be more like this. Um, do you ever see Star Trek? Sp- Spock is like, he's a very intellectual person. He's like, he talks in terms, it's very funny the way he talks, he talks very intellectually. But I'll give you an example, okay? If, if somebody like him is hungry and he sees a plate of food, he thinks to himself, okay, right now I feel weak. I feel tired. It's probably because of lack of nutrition. I haven't eaten all day. If I consume that those uh, foods over there, I will then have strength and energy and I will be able to continue in a happy way. Therefore, I must go ahead and take that food and eat it. That's purely intellectual, very robotic, exactly. That's the difference between Nefesh Bahamas and Nefesh Lakis. Nefesh Bahamas is like automatically, I was telling this to, to Yoli Zayat today, the ne- difference between Nefesh Lakis and Nefesh Bahamas, Nefesh Bahamas automatically creates emotion and passion for what, what it thinks it needs and it wants. Automatically the emotion is there. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Nefesh Lakis, we ourselves are intellectual, okay, about, the, about spirituality, but we're not going to actually feel any emotion towards Hashem at all unless we use our minds to develop ideas, and only at that we'll feel emotion about it. That's very dangerous. It's a very severe point, because I'm not going to be able to serve Hashem with any sense of passion and simcha, unless I... Unless I where is it, Elena? That's exactly what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking about. Okay? First, you know. No, but that's exactly it. The snake has intellect. Isn't that what separates Intellect, yes. But he doesn't have a nefesh kiss. He doesn't have that spiritual component as part of Hashem himself. He has a nefesh Bahamas, which means he has intellect to figure out. I'm hungry. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to accomplish that. I want to go here. I want to go there. It doesn't have intellect of a book. Intellect to a certain degree that is, that is roi for it. Hashem made each one to have the seichel that it needs. His intellect was on a higher higher level. Let's say you have intellect of a, of a what should I say? We'll give you an example. Of let's say a cat. Okay? You have the intellect of a of a of a of an eagle or a, I don't know, an ape. Okay? An ape. 
Okay, we know that they have been more sophisticated. They they more in a they in a family. Yeah, you'll find different animals at different 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 levels of intellect. So that at the time Hashem took it down big time, so it shouldn't mess us up again. But it had the highest intellect possible for an animal, and therefore actually had conversation with a human being. But the the point of a lot of the time we're talking. Like you see, the geniuses, but they don't separate themselves. They're still animals. I got the same stuff. Like that. It's stupid. It can be very smart. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about. Like saying, like when they would like be like like in broth broth in whorehouses all day and drunk all day. Even though they're intellectual. Yeah. Because they behaved. Because I behaved the way I want to behave. Yeah. So there's no there's no connection between. By us, it's like we're taking the and by contemplating on and focusing on it, we're going to create godly-like emotions, emotions for godliness. And that's what we, we want to get excited about our Judaism. We want we don't want it to stay robotic. We want to be just as passionate about our Judaism as a person is for a steak when he's hungry. So, but that needs that needs work. Is developing the using intellect. You know what it's like. And this will finish off. Father, mother, child. The same way it works on a physical level also works on a spiritual level. Meaning, the first thought you have is from Abba, which is, um, spiritually speaking, the first thought. Ima is Bina, is understanding, is when you then take that thought and you, th- you think about it and process it, okay? And you go through the understanding about it, okay? If you go outside and you see ants outside. I was outside today, I saw ants. And you just notice the ants. And you're like, it's, it's too funny. And then you think about the fact that every single ant has a digestive system, a navigational system, a reproductive system, all in that tiny, tiny, tiny little thing. Okay? And then you think about, if you focus on that a lot, and this must have a creator, that's already Das, where you're connecting, Das is also a connection, you're connecting to that information that you just created intellectually to have an impact on you, emotionally. Again, Chachma, Bina, so Das. Like, it's like, okay, so Chachma is don't touch the fire. Chachma Bina is... is touching the fire. Why are you using the example of fire? Because... Um, when, when someone tells you you never touch fire, you never got burned. Someone tells you don't touch the fire, then that's, that's an idea. That's like the father. He's telling you don't touch the fire. Then the mother, or whatever, um, that's it. You touch the fire. Now there's an emotional attachment to that. There's pain attached to that. Okay. So now I'm not going to touch the fire because it hurts me. Right? Um, when you Before, it, it, no, 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 I'm knowing that fire is hot. I'm going to touch fire. Right. Me. I think about it like this. Looking at a fire, how it consumes stuff. I'm observing. Wow, that's so cool. How it, and I feel the warmth. I see that. Then I'm using Bina, and I'm thinking about, well, it consumes, and it's hot. It must be dangerous. Okay? And then the Das is like, I'm really focusing on that to the extent that I know to stay away from that, and I'm not going to come near that fire. Yeah, yeah, same idea. Yeah, I was just using, I was focusing on the pain aspect. Like, the fire burns you. First is, like, if you read in a book, before you know that it burns you, you never touch fire. So then you experience it. But now we're not talking about getting that Das because you experience. We're talking about getting a Das because you're meditating on it. You hear the difference? You're, me- you're mixing in, you're mixing in terminology for Nefesh Bahamas here, which I, I want to try to stay away from because I want to get this focused on by itself. When you're dealing with Nefesh Lakis, we're not talking about experience, experiential. We're per- perfectly using or um, purely using intellect and reason 
to create emotion without the experience. To reach das. What's the emotion? The emotion is the Nefesh No, the Nefesh has emotion automatically. The Nefesh, the nefesh Al-Kis has, has emotion, but it has to be created and worked upon to get to that emotion. And that's only done through contemplating and thinking, creating the emotion. The Nefesh of Bahamas emotion is instantaneous and it's automatic, it's natural, it's inborn. Like the Mesut Sharm, you ever learn Mesut Sharm? It says you never have to learn how to go to sleep. You never have to study to find out that you have to eat. It's natural. You're hungry, you go eat. You're tired, you lay down. It's natural. When it comes to spirituality and to fear God, it doesn't come naturally because you can go basically ignore God. You can ignore God. You can ignore your intellect telling you this must all be here by, by, by design. It can't be just all here by itself. But because the planet works in a way that if the sun goes up, the sun goes down. It gets cold, it gets hot. And I just and everybody else is just doing their thing, trying to make money or, or chasing after their, their, their desires. And therefore, you can just get into it, just do like everybody else. Be like the rat in a cage. Just keep, keep going. You need to stop that process by using your brain to create different emotions that you wouldn't naturally have. That's the key here. We're trying to create emotions that are not natural. But we could do it using our natural kiss if we're trained properly. So it's not it's not even Bahamas yet. No. So you know, emotion has nothing to do. I thought, I thought emotion, I thought in both situations. Like in order to use our Bahamas, that's the next. In step. both in both nefashos, there is emotion. Just right. the Bahamas is, a, is 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 immediate and yeah. natural and doesn't have to be taught. But by the by the nefashal kiss, it has to be it has to be nurtured, it has to be grown, it has to be it has to be born. And that that emotion that that's the um, that's like the sweetness we speak of of Torah, our yeah. That's not, that's not a physical sweetness. Right, it's exactly. It's an Right. But we, we're dealing in God's Torah. When it's done in the right way, we approach Torah not just because it's something intellectual, but rather because we know that it comes from God. And therefore, we want, we want to use this medium that He gave us to experience to Him, reach, to, to reach His closeness with Him. And that's, that's, what we, that's, that's that sweetness. And that's the sweetness in the, with, the right, uh, with the right intention and the right goal. Okay?